Hi everyone, welcome to or welcome back to another episode of Lifted Hands, Lifted Hearts podcast. My name is Ashley and I'm super excited to discuss today's message. Let's talk about love. We have been on a series, we just started a series on the fruit of the spirits from the book of Galatians and I'm so excited to dive deeper into the meaning of the fruit of the spirit. Um, This is actually the second season that we have started. This is episode number two. If you have not, if you're really, really new to the podcast, go listen to season one, starting the journey. It's amazing. 25 episodes. I I don't know what y'all, but I like to binge watch. I don't like to watch in real time. Like wait, I like to wait till it's over and I go back and I binge watch. And that's my favorite because I don't have to sit through the suspense of it all, right? But um, if you got some time, just go back and just, you know, see where we started with this thing. But anyway, again, thank you, thank you, thank you for those who continue to listen in. For those who you reach out to me and let me know how much this word has, is helping you. Y'all, it helps me too. Like, I am no stranger to being corrected by the, by the word of God. Um, just because I am putting this out here and sharing information and sharing what God has given me does not mean it does not affect me as well. Um, and I'm just so, so grateful that God is just opening up scripture and opening up, um, and using me as a vessel to be able to share it with you guys as well. Although, you know, you can read the Bible, you can definitely read the Bible for yourself and get fresh revelation, but it's just something about, having this word in my heart that I have to like share it with the world. (laughs) I just, I, I love, love, love sharing the word of God, but I don't want to prolong the time. I want to do just jump right into it, but I hope you guys have been well. Hope you've been doing good. Hope you had a good, um, January and February so far is going great. Um, and I just, just pray blessings that are just, You're just reaping many, many blessings, not just material blessings, but you're growing in the Lord. You're having some fresh revelations of the scripture. You're meeting new people who are like-minded, just all those other kind of blessings that we typically kind of take for granted. And we only look at blessings as material gain or, or favor or things like that. I hope that life is just going very, very well for you. So in Galatians 5 and 22, it speaks about if you're already, if you haven't already listened to the last podcast, I do encourage you to do so. We discuss joy, real, unspeakable, overwhelming, unexplainable joy. It's a real thing, right? So it's a real treat that you'll, that you'll, I think that you'll enjoy. Love. What is love? When someone asks you what love is, one might say it's a feeling or it's an action. Love is when X, Y, and Z. It's a feeling or um, that occurs because of X, Y, and Z. You know, you might get all kinds of answers about what love is. And how do you know you've experienced love? Like, I know for me, before I knew scripture love, it was like, I get butterflies. I just be smiling. I just be so happy. Like, this is love. Like, you know, the, the in loveness that we as children or as young adults, um, experience maybe for the first time, um, we, we, that's how we typically describe 
love. We typically associate it with, you know, deep feelings of joy or happiness and some extent that can be true. But today I want to remind you or share with you that love is some other things that we don't naturally see as joyful. As a matter of fact, you may realize today that you you may not even be sharing or spreading or receiving real love might be an eye opener for you when you hear about because I know for me it was like what love is what now <laughs> wait a minute so now the dictionary tells us that love is strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties that's cool but what does the word of God tell us about love like I'm not denying the dictionary's definition but what does the Lord tell us about love? First Corinthians 13 and four, the scripture speaks about charity and charity being pure love and helping and generosity. It says that love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable or easily provoked it keeps no record of being wronged it does not rejoice about injustice but rejoices whenever the truth wins out love never gives up love never loses faith it all it's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance now how many of you have read that and was like huh that's what love is. That's what God said love is. Like that's far off from these love jitters that we feel when we say we love somebody, right? So now that's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to unpack if you've hearing it for the first time or if you're reminded, you know, in a long time. It's a lot to to unpack, unpack to determine whether or not we are doing this love thing right. And so John puts it plain and clear, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. That's plain and clear, right? Love comes from God. And to receive or give people pure love, one has to have a relationship with God first. It is knowing God that teaches us how to love and what pure love really looks like. That's why as Christians, it is important to read and study the word of God. His word instructs us on how to carry out life. We have our own, you know, thoughts and ideas of what love is, right? But it is God who has defined love as well as set the standards of what love looks like for his people. Now, if you're not a child of God, then this love, eh, that really don't apply to you because you have no relationship with God. You know, I do hope you all have um, this relationship and are eager to abide by his standards. And so let's take a moment to really talk about what we should love. That's that's one of the main things. Like, what should we love? Who should we love? Right. What should we love now that we have clearly determined what love is? And if you want to go back and just kind of meditate on that second Corinthians, I'm sorry, first Corinthians 13 and four, 
And once, and I have done a study where I've really broken down each word, patient. What does it mean to be patient with our loved ones or people who work our nerve and to be kind to all people, to not be jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Like what does that look like in your life? Uh, it does not demand its own way. It's not selfish. Love is not selfish. It's not easily irritable. Like you know, ever meet people who just easily irritated. Like that's not being patient with people, right? That's not being very kind towards people. When you show your irritation towards people and a lot of people be like, I just can't fix my face. Yeah, because you ain't really experienced the real love for God. Because if you really love God, you'll fix your face. You'll work on it. You'll ask God to fix your face for you, right? Mm, I know. Oops. Sorry, toes. Sorry, toes. Uh, again, easily provoked. Oh, 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 don't talk to me like that. You know, easily angered. Love is not easily provoked. And it don't keep... <laughs> Married people, relationship people, it does not keep a record of wrongdoing. You cannot keep bringing up the past. If all is forgiven and it all has been said and done, why do you keep bringing it up? If it's if you've moved on, love doesn't do that. You see what I'm saying? It's not just a feel-good feeling. Love is deep. It's so deep, so, so deep. It's it says it does not rejoice in injustice. It does not rejoice when you see others doing, having a hard time or you see someone else, you know, probably getting what they deserve. You still don't rejoice in that because that's not love. It says that it's always hopeful, no matter what the situation, like someone that's very optimistic about things, although something may not be working out, you know, for them or for that person, it is love that gives them hope. You know, love brings that hope out in people. And it endures through every circumstance. Because we love God, because we love others, we can endure what others even put us through. You didn't say we got to deal with it. We, we don't have to deal with anything that anybody put us through, but we can endure the frustration of it. We can endure the hardship of it, right? We can endure First and foremost, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's Matthew 22 and 37. Also in Matthew, God tells us to love our enemies, Matthew 5 and 44. Pray for them, he says. And then in John 13 and 34, I know I'm throwing these scriptures, y'all. I know. I want you to write them down. I want you to be engaged in the podcast. Write them down. John, I mean, Jesus leaves a new, a new commandment for his disciples to love one another as he has loved them. So we've already known, one, God has commanded us to love the Lord God with all thy heart, thy mind, thy strength, right? Heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then to love one another. And he says, so they are to prove to the world that they are Jesus' disciples by their love for one another. We don't have love for one another. We don't have, we're not demonstrating that love that Jesus demonstrated to us. Jesus is still our greatest living example of how to express love to one another. What would Jesus do? It's always my favorite. I, I just love the bracelets when I was younger. I didn't really understand. But now, literally, what would Jesus do? And man, it's just wonderful. Anyway, so God also tells us in John, uh, first John 2 and 15, he says, 
Love not the world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. A lot to unpack. I know. Listen, love got deep. James said that friendship with the world makes you the enemy of God. God is speaking of the spirit of the world. Anything that goes against the standards, instructions, commandments, and spirit of God belongs to the world. 1 John 2 and 15 tells us that when we love the world, the love of the Father is not in us. 16 says, for everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride in one's possessions is not from the Father, but it's from the world. You see, when we are obedient to our own fleshly desires, when we look into and for evil, when we set our minds and devote our time to ungodly things, those are things of the world. The world refers to the fallenness in God's creation that pulls us away from God's holiness to fellowship with things that are not of him. Yes, God created a world of beautiful things, but we also have to recognize that there is also evil that exists in it as well. Pride of life, pride of your possessions, those are not things that are of God. Those things are of the world. The world tells you to boast in the things that you have. The world tells you to boast about and show it off and, you know, all of these things and, and chase the riches and grind, you know, and, and be a go-getter. We're not to chase riches of this world. We're not to choose riches and materials of this war world more than we choose to or be obedient to God and to love God. Our love for God has to be greater than these things, greater than the things that we're trying to achieve. First of all, we got to understand that without God, we're not able to do any of this. And when you understand without him that you can do nothing, when it, apart from me, you can do nothing. When I first heard that scripture, do you know how hard it hit me? Like, because I went through being a single mother, finishing my college degree, um, getting a good job. I mean, a good job where it's like, what I'm gonna do with this extra money type of job, right? Benefits and things. And I used to be like, I did all of this without, with a lot of, without a lot of help. You know, it was a lot of adversities. It was a lot of asking, can you keep my son? It was a lot of asking, can I borrow this? Or, you know, just feeling like you doing stuff on your own. And then when you even though you have help, I'm not discrediting the help that you may have, but nobody really understands the, the, what the work you put into day in and day out, especially mentally to get things done and to get to the next level of life, you know, that grind, that, that, that focus it takes. And I used to look at that and be like, man, I did this by myself without a husband, without someone just helping me at all times. Like, I did that. And when I heard that scripture, apart from me, you can do nothing. Let me know. Like, no, you didn't do this. God did this for you. You can't do nothing. <laughs> and I mean, that's how we have to look at it. When we are pursuing things that we uh, enjoy or things that we have the goals where we set for ourselves, the ambition that we have in our hearts to just be, you know, to achieve, we have to understand that God has to be in the midst of those, and God is. 
when it's pursued right now because God ain't in no mess. Don't get that twisted, please. God don't bless no mess. <laughs> but we got to understand that it's his love that we should be chasing and not the riches and things and material of these world. So that's one thing. What should we love? We should love God. We should love one another. And we should not love. Not only did he tell us what we should love, he also tells us not to love the world, not to love the evil that is in the world, not to love the way the world runs things, right? And the only way you're going to know, well, how am I, how do I know I'm going the way the world runs things and not the way God It's going to be through the word of God. You have to get in the word of God to learn about the ways of God. The world not going to teach you the ways of God. The world can only teach you what the world knows. Because the world, God already said he has no parts with the world. Has no parts with those things that oppose him, that are disobedient to him, that are evil. He does not dwell in evil. So in order to know if you're following the world's standards and rules and commandments, you first got to know what God's rules, commandments, and way of life is. Right? Hope that's making sense to y'all. But... Moving on, this one right here, it trips us up. This, this, this other thing, this one thing that God tells us to love, and it's hard. <laughs> when I say it's hard, it's hard. And he says, love your enemies. Love your enemies, Luke 6 and 27. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who mistreat you. Why? Because your actions are to reflect that of God, not to get back at the enemy. That's God's job. Somebody need to hear that again. That's God's job, girl, boy. <laughs> Let God deal with the lack of love that others demonstrate towards you. Because if you don't, you're no better than them. He goes on to say, if you love those, this, this right here. He says, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? 33, even sinners love those who love them. Now ask yourself, pause, ask yourself. Now what sets you apart, Miss Christian or Mr. Christian? What sets you apart? Okay, back to the scripture, 35. But love your enemies do what is good and lend or help them expecting nothing in return. Then your reward will be great and you will be the children. You will be children of the most high for he is gracious to the ungrateful and evil. He is gracious. Woo. He's still gracious even to the ungrateful. Even to that one who just don't deserve your love, who just don't, who just gets under your skin, who just been nasty towards you all year. Even he, God, is gracious to that ungrateful person and that evil person. It says, be merciful, forgiving, kindly, patient. That's what merciful is. Just as your father also is merciful. Listen, I get it. Sometimes we want to be seen as godly, but don't want to demonstrate godliness. 
We cannot walk around claiming godliness if we don't even demonstrate godliness. You see what I'm saying? Being merciful to other people, praying for your enemies, loving your enemies, that's godly. That's godly. We want to look godly in the way we dress. We want to look sound godly in the way we speak. We want to seem godly because we go to church or we know a few scriptures. That don't make you godly. It don't make you godly because you can do those things. But it's that character. It's the way you treat other people, the way you love other people. That's godly. And that's godliness. And is it hard sometimes? Absolutely. <laughs> you know why? Because flesh is so, ugh, it's so ill. It's my favorite word is ill. I don't know if y'all knew that, but I like saying you when things are just negative, they're just ill. But our flesh, our flesh wants to tear down. Our flesh want to slap them, <laughs> slap them in their place, you know, tell them a piece of your corrupt mind. But the love of God won't allow you to do that. Trust me, it takes intentionality and growth to get there. But you can, you can get in a place with God that you are just not moved and unbothered by the actions of others as well as their opinions of you, right? And that's a place that we can get into to do that. And so I really want to dive in the how of the how to love, how to demonstrate this love, but I don't have time. <laughs> so I got to make this a part two for love. And the next part is going to be titled Love Demonstrated. Um, one thing, a couple things I wanted you to gather from this podcast is number one, understanding what love is. Um, in that first Corinthians 13, when we speak about all those different things, do a word study for each of those words and see how God, um, just expresses that love in different ways about not being jealous or boastful or proud, um, being generous and not injustice, you know, not wronging, not bringing up the past, like, Really do a good study on that. And that's going to help you to understand the way you should be moving. Right. And we also unpacked a little bit about um, who we should love and what we should love, what we should not love. And then finishing up with our enemies. And so, again, the next podcast episode is going to be another love and it's titled Love Demonstrated. And again, thank you all so, so very much each and every time for tuning in. I really, really do appreciate it. Um, follow the podcast if you're not already following it. And always, always share if it helped you. I know it'll help somebody else. It's definitely helping me to be reminded of demonstrating this love that God has demonstrated towards us. And you know, I will talk to you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye.